Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What is up guys? In this video, I'm going to be going through my start sits at the running back position for week 16 of the NFL season. So breaking down every single matchup, there are going to be timestamps down below in the description. So if you guys want to jump around to, you know, the matchups that your running backs are in, that is totally fine. All I ask is that if you guys enjoy the content, do me a favor, hit that like button and then press that subscribe button. But let's jump into the first Thursday night game where we have the 49ers taking on the Titans. And this 49ers backfield is a little bit up in the air because Elijah Mitchell did clear concussion protocol, but he is still dealing with a knee injury. So we don't know if he's going to be ready to go on Thursday. If he's good to go, you know, playing, they're not saying he's limited, then he's a clear cut start and Jeff Wilson would be a sit. But if Elijah Mitchell is out, then I think Jeff Wilson is a really solid start. It's probably like a mid to back end RB2 play. For the Titans, you really have three guys here who are going to be fed the ball. Deontay Foreman, Dontrell Hilliard, and then McNichols is in there as well. I think this is kind of a two-man show between Foreman and Hilliard, and I trust Foreman much more because we know he's going to be getting that volume on the ground. Hilliard may see some more work in the receiving game, but I'd much rather go with the guy getting the bulk of the carries and someone who's shown that he can go for over 100 yards on the ground. Then moving on to Sunday, we have the Browns taking on the Packers. For the Browns, I'm not expecting Kareem Hunt to be back for this game. It didn't seem like he was close to playing on what they play on Monday. So I'm going to be going with Nick Chubb as a start and then don't have anyone else here as a sit. I guess you'd be sitting Dearness Johnson. For the Packers, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon definitely looks like a pretty close split. But it's still, you know, Aaron Jones's role. AJ Dillon definitely took a step back on Sunday. So Aaron Jones is going to be a start. AJ Dillon is a sit. Then we have the Colts taking on the Cardinals. For the Colts, I mean, this one is clear cut. Jonathan Taylor is a start in your lineup every single week. Probably the RB1 every week moving forward. And then for the Cardinals, this one gets a little bit interesting. We know James Conner has been dominant as an RB1 with Chase Edmonds out. Chase Edmonds comes back. They're almost splitting snaps like 50-50. I still think James Conner is the guy you want to start in your lineup because until we see Chase Edmonds kind of regain that top tier receiving role, I'm going to roll with Conner who's going to be getting those goal line carries and the touchdown opportunities. So Conner's a start. Edmonds is going to be a sit. Then in a divisional game between the Giants and the Eagles, I'm just going to be starting the RB1s on these teams. Both teams get two running backs involved. But for the Giants, Saquon Barkley is going to be a start. I wish they would give him more workhorse touches. Devonta Booker does get in there somewhat, but Barkley is going to be a start. Booker's a sit. For the Eagles, Miles Sanders, massive game on Tuesday. Great to see. I believe he actually set his career high for rushing yards. So Miles Sanders is going to be a start. Jordan Howard is a sit. You'd like to see Sanders get into the end zone more, but it's going to be tough when you have a rushing quarterback like Jalen Hurts who can kind of steal some of those goal line touches like a guy like Cam Newton would. Then moving on to the Rams taking on the Vikings. For the Rams, it looks like we have definitely seen a shift in this backfield. Daryl Henderson was the total workhorse early in the season, and it looks like Sony Michelle has overtaken that role. So Sony Michelle is going to be a locked-in start, probably running back one, probably at the lowest, like a high-end RB2. That role is just so profitable on what is a high-powered Rams offense. And Daryl Henderson, unfortunately, is going to be a sit for the Vikings. 
Don't need to really break this one down. Delvin Cook is a start every single week. Then in a really solid divisional game here between the Bills and the Patriots, I feel like we have a lot of fringe running backs, so guys who potentially could be a start, but I ended up going with sits for every single running back in this matchup. So Devin Singletary goes out in week 15 and has a workhorse role. And you know, some people are like, oh, Devin Singletary's the guy. It's possible he's going to be the guy moving forward, but this Bill's backfield is all over the place. I have no faith in it. And I know the Patriots kind of got roughed up by Jonathan Taylor. This is still a really solid Patriots run defense. And so I don't trust this Bill's backfield at all. So Singletary and Breida are both going to be sits. And then for the Patriots, they're going up against a tough Bills defense. They also rely on a committee. Damian Harris has been banged up, so I'm not really sure what's going on there. If Damian Harris is out, then I do think you could start Ramondre Stevenson. But if they're both healthy, I do not trust Harris or Stevenson in my starting lineups. Then in another divisional game, we have the Buccaneers taking on the Panthers. Unfortunately, it looks like Leonard Fournette is going to be placed on IR, which means he's going to be done for the rest of the regular season. And that means that Ronald Jones is now going to be the RB1 for the Buccaneers. They did go out and sign Le'Veon Bell. I think he's going to operate as the running back too, because they know that Keyshawn Vaughn is just absolutely horrific. So Ronald Jones is going to slot in as an RB1 moving forward. Le'Veon Bell, I don't think is super fantasy relevant. Just a guy who's probably going to get in there on third down because Rojo is just absolutely horrid in pass protection. So Vaughn and Bell are going to be sits. Rojo is a clear cut start. And then for the Panthers, Chuba Hubbard and Amir Abdullah, tough matchup against a really solid Bucks run defense. And you know, they're kind of splitting. Chuba's getting the carries. Abdullah's getting the receiving work. I just want to fade, you know, basically as many pieces as possible on this offense, unless it's DJ Moore and maybe Cam Newton if you're super desperate. So both of those players are going to be sits. Then in a matchup between some of the bottom tier teams, we have the Jaguars traveling to New York to take on the Jets. It finally looks like James Conner is back. Urban Meyer is gone, which means he can now operate as a workhorse once again. So he's a clear cut start. This Jets backfield is kind of all over the place. I actually kind of relied on Michael Carter in one of my bigger leagues. I started him over, was it like Rashad Penny? Something, you know, neither guy really did well, but I thought he was going to have a bigger role coming back. I thought he was going to play better. He had the opportunities, you know, to perform. Obviously, you want to see more touches than he got, but he was basically equal with Tevin Coleman in carries, and Coleman just straight up outproduced him. Luckily, I ended up winning that week because Cooper Cup is just a god and saves me basically every week. But for this backfield, I just don't think we can trust either one of these guys. You would like to because it's a solid matchup against a not great defense, but Carter and Coleman are going to be sits until one of them kind of separates themselves from this committee. Then moving on to the Lions taking on the Falcons. If DeAndre Swift is back, I do think the Lions are hopeful he practices this week. You throw him into your starting lineup and sit everyone else. If he is out, it kind of gets messy here. Jamal Williams is back off the COVID list. You have Craig Reynolds, who actually played really well in Swift and Williams' absence. So if Swift is out, this is kind of going to be a wait-and-see situation with how they're going to approach that backfield and can't really make a great call right now. For the Falcons, Cordero Patterson has definitely slowed down a little bit, but still someone I think you plug in. There's like a fringe running back one every single week, and you continue to sit Mike Davis, who is just not producing. Then we have the Chargers taking on the Texans. 
Austin Eckler is on the COVID list. So we don't know if he's going to go. Obviously, if he's active, you plug him in as a high-end RB1. If he is out, I think you can trust Justin Jackson as a start in your lineup. On the other side with the Texans, just continue to fade this running back room every single week. I mean, this is honestly one of the worst run games I've ever seen. Every week, I feel like I check the box score and you see Rex Burkhead, like 16 carries for 40 yards. I feel like I see that stat line every single week. Early in the season, it was David Johnson getting that. You know, it's really crazy, but I mean, you just continue to fade all these guys like we've been doing all season long. Then we've got the Ravens taking on the Bengals. These Ravens running backs have kind of been fringes, you know, fringe starts all season long. Devonta Freeman was someone I've been trusting as of late, but it looks like this has just reverted back to a full-on 50-50 split, and I just don't really trust it. This Ravens offense, you know, has been decent. Obviously, Tyler Huntley played very well, but those rushing quarterbacks, they're going to steal touchdowns at the goal line. Not a ton of receiving work between the two of these players, so I'm going to be sitting them, but I do think Freeman could be a borderline start if you're desperate. For the Bengals, we have Joe Mixon dealing with an ankle injury. I would expect him to play. Obviously, if he plays, you're going to be starting him and sitting Samaj P. Ryan. If Mixon is out, I do think you could plug in Samaj P. Ryan as a pretty strong play. Then we've got the Bears taking on the Seahawks. For the Bears, continue to plug in David Montgomery as a really strong play. For the Seahawks, I know a lot of people were really hyped up about Rashad Penny. I do believe I listed him as a sit last week. I just don't trust this backfield by committee here with the Seahawks. It's one of these things where you want to buy into a workhorse and it just never happens. Plus, you just always have the concern that Rashad Penny's body is going to break down again. You see Rashad Penny lead in touches, but DJ Dallas gets into the end zone. So I'm just going to be sitting both of those players. Moving on to the Steelers-Chiefs matchup. Steelers, you continue to plug in Najee Harris, getting those high-end RB1 touches. The efficiency is not there, but what are you going to do? He's still a strong RB1 play. For the Chiefs, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is like a mid-to-back-end RB2 option. Darrell Williams is going to be involved, but not enough where you want him in your lineup. So CEH is a start. Darrell Williams is a sit. Then we have a divisional matchup between the Broncos and the Raiders. And I'm just going to be starting all three of these running backs across the board. So for the Broncos, you've got Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon in that 50-50 split. They both continue to produce, so they can be, you know, decent starts, probably mid to back end RB2s. Javante Williams is probably a little bit higher than Melvin Gordon, just because he's been a little bit more productive as of late, and I just think is the better running back. For the Raiders, continue to fire up Josh Jacobs as a really strong, you know, mid to high end RB2 play. Then we've got another divisional game on Sunday night between the Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys. For Washington, McKissick was placed on IR, which means it is Antonio Gibson workhorse season. He's finally going to be getting those receiving touches. We saw it on Tuesday night. Yep, Tuesday night. He basically did nothing on the ground, was terribly inefficient, but what did he do? He got the receiving work. I think he had like six receptions for 39 yards, which in PPR, half point PPR, that's kind of going to save him. He also got into the end zone. So a decently solid day when he basically did nothing on the ground. If McKissick was in that game, Gibson probably is just a total bust in your lineup. So Gibson's a start. For the Cowboys, this RB situation is always a mess. I'm going with Zeke as a start, but he continues to fall in like where he is. He's probably like a mid to back end RB2. Tony Pollard's, you know, probably a high end running back three. It's pretty frustrating because it's a decent split here. 
Tony Pollard's more efficient. Zeke, you know, not great on the ground, not great in the air, but he does have more touchdown upside than Tony Pollard. So a rough situation here for both Zeke and Pollard owners. And then the final game of the week, Monday Night Football, we have the Dolphins traveling to New Orleans to take on the Saints. And for the Dolphins, we saw Duke Johnson go out and ball out operating as the running back one. And people may, you know, be hyped to plug them back into your lineup. I would proceed with a little bit of caution just because I do think Duke Johnson had that role because Gaskin was on the COVID list all week. And they could say, you know, you produced well, you're going to stay there. Gaskin hasn't, you know, been all that great. He's gotten the touches, but the efficiency has not been there. So it's totally possible they continue to ride with Duke Johnson. But I also think there's a chance this turns into a full-on committee or they just straight up give the role back to Gaskin. So too much uncertainty there for me to really side with either player. So I'm just going to be sitting both of them for the Saints. Alvin Kamara coming off of a miserable week. You still plug him back in as a really solid RB1 play and then sit his handcuff Mark Ingram, who is getting more touches than Alvin Kamara owners would like to see. But that is going to wrap it up for every single week 16 matchup. If you guys enjoyed the content, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you have any fantasy questions, drop those down below in the comment section. I'll be responding to every single person. And then go check out my wide receiver start sits. That is going to be posted today as well. So thank you guys for tuning in and I'll see you in the next one.